Hello everyone, welcome to the Champman Game Week 22, I want to say, preview. Uh, yeah, it is 22, started off well, it's been a while, uh, I apologise, I've had, my missus is doing a dissertation, she's working non-stop, round the clock pretty much, uh, two kids to look after to enable her to do that, so I don't really have much free time, and... Uh, yeah, some crazy shifts in the last month or so for me. Literally seven or eight hours over my normal 10-hour shift. Four times this month, and lots of little ones as well, where not quite as much. So it's been a hard month, um, but I don't wish to moan. Uh, I'm just sorry I couldn't provide uh, this pod for the few people that listen. So we're going to try and rectify that. No fantasy football in real life for a little while, so try and commit to it again if I can but no promises so what we're going to talk about um, yeah I'm going to try and just pretty much go through the fixtures and then talk about whether I would buy sell hold you know avoid that sort of thing um, with each team really Uh, not just looking at this week but we'll discuss some of the topics of the week as we go through so I'm just going to go to Panda's Champman site um, with all his fixtures and work my way down so it's in alphabetical order I think so we'll start with Arsenal um, obviously I wouldn't be buying any Arsenal this week they're away to Middlesbrough I don't think that's a good game um, I do think you could hold though through if you have any because game weeks 23, 24 and 25 are all at home home to Everton home to Blackburn home to Newcastle they then go away to Ipswich away to Bradford which isn't the worst uh, at all and then they're away to Man United, that's pretty bad. And then they've got a very nice run after that again. 29, 30, 31, 32 is all, is all really nice. So really, I'd only say this week and probably 28 away to Man United are bad. But that three-game three, three sort of home span is pretty good. The thing is, who would you buy from them? Obviously got a new manager, still messing around with the lineup a little bit. They still always rotate the lineup anyway because the players are so close on rep and ability. Um... The only obvious names, really, for me are Ashley Cole. I think um, he's still a good pick. You know, is he good enough to go and buy over some of the other lads? Possibly not, but to be different, I think it's fine. (coughs) Um, Finnan is really interesting. He's obviously only 4.5. I'm a little bit sceptical as to whether he'll keep playing because he doesn't have 20 for midfield spot. He has 15, and that's usually what prevents him playing. Like, he didn't play for Fulham when they were in the league, and... um, the fact he's just started playing for Arsenal, given that uh, sort of weakness of not being able to play the position, the AI doesn't usually like to play them, but he has played every game since he's been there, I think. So it's one that I wouldn't necessarily jump in now. Um, I would wait to see what's going on there, because it could just be you know, the new signing boost or the manager messing around with the lineup. However, if he is looking like he's playing every week, it almost doesn't matter if suddenly he drops out, right, it's 4.5 million. You probably don't want three Arsenal spots anyway and you can just leave him leave him on the bench. So he could be worth a buy. I know he's not done anything yet, but that's not important to me. His stats are actually really good um, and he is usually very good in the game. So I wouldn't be surprised if that changes. Just be slightly worried about early subs as well, again, for the reason that they have got lots of other players who can play that position and because he's only got 15 in it, um, there's a decent chance that he could come off early. But yeah, those two are the main obvious ones. And then obviously Henri's an obvious one as well. I know he's been absolutely trash, but I still think he is fine in those home games and it's just been bad luck. Um, 
not going to try and convince anyone to go there because I think at the same time a lot of the other expensive forwards have some decent fixtures as well so don't need to do that but it's certainly still an option um, Aston Villa at the moment are just a hard avoid the fixtures aren't good enough so we'll skip over that they're obviously home to Man United this week so home game's alright but you know three away games after that so I've got no interest personally there let's move on to Blackburn who've <laughs> been largely dreadful um, what to say about them home to Leicester's obviously a decent game then they've got three away uh, and then they do have two decent home games home to Watford, home to Sunderland because of those three away games I certainly wouldn't be buying anyone I think if you've still got you know, leftover bits of Blackburn it's obviously absolutely fine to play them versus Leicester the fact we've got Lucas Neal leaked as a centre midfielder is actually pretty intriguing we know that when he takes to the field he takes set pieces and he takes penalties most of the time so um, yeah he could these players that don't play often and are quite cheap and stuff they're always liable to have an early sub for me because then the AI doesn't really favour them but if they're performing well then they'll probably stay on the pitch and like I say with set pieces and penalties he always has a chance to perform well so he's an interesting option I don't think he'll play beyond this though so it's literally like a free hit pick for me um, after that I'll be looking to sell all Blackburn assets to be honest after this week uh, let's move on Bolton away to Liverpool's obviously dreadful they've then got three home games home to Bradford stop parking sensors stop that you've got to do it in the car boys that's how we roll um, home to Bradford 23 home to Ipswich 24 home to Everton 25 so they don't stand out as green on Pandas fixture ticker and obviously Ipswich and Everton are half decent sides um, I think that's a nice run I think that's okay you know, having Pedersen in home games he's not been that great this season but he still was the top scorer in midfielder before he got injured and I think there's more to come for him and he is very consistent I don't think the premium midfield spot is crucial I think you can just not have one at all to be honest but I do like having it I like having it set there for let's say Robbie Keane's going to be playing or Leeds are in a home game you can move to Robbie Keane or you get a Leeds leak you can move to the Leeds midfielder of choice for that home game they're obviously one of the best attacks you've always got Chadwick and Man United have got a decent game you can always move there or Nedved or whoever and then Pedersen's kind of like the default you can kind of leave in and think well he's probably just going to get 15 goals over the seasons and usually those will come in the good games right so I still really like Pedersen there and I'll be looking at ways to, to get Pedersen in I think for 23, 24, 25 as long as it allows Champman allows the gods um, maybe not maybe I'll you know cheapen that price point and move it down to like a Bowyer at 6.5 and spread the money elsewhere that is an option but at the moment it kind of appeals to me uh, let's move so Bradford um, lots of away games there's no one really there you want to buy is there so let's ignore that Chelsea they've, away to Coventry home to Blackburn those are fine then they blank they then play home to Man City away to Aston Villa away to Middlesbrough and then they've got the double of home Everton home Tottenham as long as it stays I think it, that's not guaranteed but it could be so it depends really on your chip strategy there and whether you're help, um, sort of willing to hold them through that blank or you're going to free hit or whatever obviously 26 and 27 away to Villa and away to Middlesbrough are not particularly good but then the double's good um, and obviously these two here Coventry and Blackburn are decent I don't I don't think you need to sell them away to commentary. I think they still could keep a clean sheet there. They could be fine. Definitely don't need to sell. Um, but, you know, if you're in a luxury position, then you possibly could sell one of them. Like, I've got three, and I could sell one for, say, a hippie or something we'll discuss later. 
I think that's fine. Um, but I don't think you need to panic particularly. I think they could keep a clean sheet in that game. I mean, they are one of the best defences. The thing with Chelsea is I don't like the fact they've sold Carboni now and they've got um, Christensen playing right wing or Zola. It does weaken their team overall. Like It shouldn't make too much of a difference, but we've already seen with the likes of Arsenal and other teams, when they've sold some of their better players, it has affected the rest of the team. You know, Just because it wasn't a defender, I do think it affects it. Carboni can obviously create a lot of chances for them, win them games on his own, stuff like that. Um, it, it affects the mentality, right? So if, if Chelsea were to go 2 0 up because they're able to score goals better, then they're more likely to sit back and relax. So therefore, the clean sheet is a little bit more likely. Whereas if they're struggling to score goals all the time because they haven't got their creative influence, um, then they're pushing forward, then they're more likely to concede a goal. So I think it all does have an, a knock on effect. So I do think they're a little bit weaker now that Carboni's gone, um, which is kind of annoying. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think they're they're one of the ones where you just kind of you can sell sort of if you if you've got a luxury move. Otherwise, it's absolutely fine to hold for these two, isn't it? Um, and then obviously a little bit longer term with that double, you probably just want to sell around twenty six, twenty seven, and maybe buy them back. But tough one. Holding through is absolutely fine. I've been doing that most of the season. I think I've had trouble Chelsea defense since like I don't know game week eight or nine or something, or maybe maybe a little bit after that. Certainly double. And it's not served me too bad because the alternatives haven't done much anyway. So, yeah, so it's a difficult one. Coventry, nothing to talk about here. Games are terrible. Headman's obviously fine. Everton, similarly, two away games away to Ipswich, James away to Arsenal. The next two, they've got a fairly decent run after that. Home to Newcastle, away to Bolton, home to Bradford, home to Leicester. So I think from game week twenty-four, they're interesting. Um, you could maybe move to one then, but for now, there's no point in talking about it. Ipswich, um, home game to Everton, which is decent. Then they have three aways. The away games are actually okay. Away to Leicester, away to Bolton, away to Bradford. Then they're home to Arsenal, home to Man United. So I wouldn't be buying any Ipswich. Um, I think Tariko's fine to hold during this. Obviously, it's a decent game home to Everton. I think in the away to Leicester, away to Bolton, away to Bradford games... You can never expect clean sheets in away games. Like, it could get one, but it's unlikely. you kind of been be relying on the attacking returns for Tariko, which he's capable of getting, obviously. But you wouldn't, if you don't own him, I don't think he would be the top priority transfer for me. Um, yeah. I think from about 30 onwards, they've got a nice run again where Watford, Norwich, Tottenham, uh, they have a tough, couple of tough games and they go to Coventry and stuff. But he is just a guy you can just sort of sit in your team and not mess around with that position. So if you're just getting frustrated with the fact that you've been messing around and you just think, well, I'm going to get Tariko and just leave him in, that's also fine, I guess. Uh, let's move to Leeds. OK, so home to Norwich, home to Tottenham, uh, and then followed by a blank away to Liverpool, which is terrible, and then a lovely few games after that as well. So 24 and 25, you kind of don't want them for. The rest of the time, you pretty much do, don't you? Because they are one of the best teams in the league. Uh, obviously they could rep in this game home to Norwich it, it does classify as a rep game um, as many games do many weeks so there's nothing to sort of panic about they haven't told us anything about the game if it is a rep there's nothing you can do about it um, I don't think that means you just avoid their players um, the interesting one's Larson I guess a lot of people will have Larson um, obviously for me you just start and hope he plays I think there's a good chance he does if he doesn't play this game again and he's on the bench again and Keane's up top, then 
I guess that's telling us a story. I'd be willing to accept now that Keane is now ahead of Larson. For now, until I've seen it in a home game, um, I'm not willing to accept that it's actually happened yet. To the point where I might even still transfer him in. Like, um, I've got two free transfers and I've got Ricard, which is a, it's still a good game. Like, that's fine to hold. But I think Larson, especially as he's probably on penalties because Singh will play when there's a double up arrow, is a really, really good buy this week if he's going to play. So I think you can you can almost chance that. And as we've seen, he, he can come on in the game anyway, even if he didn't start. So I think it's even 30, 40 minutes against Norwich with penalties is still decent. So I still think you can actually buy for this game. And I might I may actually do that. Um, if you if you buy him in buy him and he starts and he's playing, then top, the home to Tottenham game is a similar game in terms of the reputation as well. And although it's not guaranteed, you'd feel like he probably will play that one. I think getting three leads on a free hit is just ideal, and I think you, you know, Viduka's an obvious one. I think Kelly's quite an obvious one, just to make clean sheets look pretty likely. They've sold Mabry now, so there's almost no threat at all to his right wing back spot. Not that there was much. Um, it's pretty uninspiring, really, but six points to nine points for him seems fine. Viduka could obviously get anything if he plays, and then that third spot's quite tricky. I think you can make a case for Boya because he's cheap and he plays every game. But if you want a free hit, is that really what you want? Um, I say he plays every game. I think we just, again, it's seeing is believing, isn't it? I think there is a chance, for example, this week they play Imar and Kuehl and Boya drops out. Just hasn't happened yet. Um, and I think the third spot, you probably look at either Larson or Keane. Uh, again, Keane isn't guaranteed to play AMC, but it looks pretty likely with the up arrow. Obviously, Kuehl can come in. Even Larson can play AMC. But you'd be fairly confident. And I do like that as a bit of a differential. Keane move, because obviously he's got massive upside considering he's a midfielder. Um, and let's not forget if he does play up front then you're getting the midfielder up front because Larson dropped and he, he's really good so I, I think Keane would probably be the one um, followed closely by Larson for the reasons I've already mentioned uh, I don't know what my plan is for 24 yet whether I'm going to free hit or just power through with like five players I'm still not sure um, but yeah make sure you've obviously got a plan in, that, in mind for that if you are buying these players because they do blank Leicester aren't really worth talking about yet. Away to Blackburn, home to Ipswich, home to Aston Villa is not that inspiring, but they do have three homes in a row from 23. So Ipswich, Villa, Middlesbrough. And I suppose the Blackburn game's not terrible. So I think, in actually thinking about it, Benjamin from 23 is a nice differential. Delaney's obviously a good option from Ipswich. Don't re- from Ipswich, from Leicester. I don't think there's any other options I really like from Leicester. I think is it when he's fit is fine. Um, McEnough's an alright enabler but I'm not a massive fan I think I just prefer a 4.5 but he obviously could get points in that in that run um, I'm not sure if it's back yet and his main appeal really is penalties so for me Benjamin now that he looks like he's playing most games he's obviously a fairly decent striker in the game is an option for that little period and he, the appeal really is he plays in the blank, right? So three homes and, and plays across the blank. So I do like that. And like I said, Delaney as well could take some set pieces. Outside that, it's a stretch for me to recommend any Leicester players. Moving on to Liverpool, I think these are probably the most interesting team now in terms of buy. And they have been for a little while, I guess. Their fixture run's just mad. Like, it's so good on the on the actual site in terms of the green. But also some of the reds are green for me. So home to Bolton, home to Coventry, away to Norwich. That's absolutely fine. Next one's home to Leeds, and that's dark red on the site. Now, that's the problem with doing this in terms of, you know, their average goals away and home and performances. We know that a, a top-table clash at home to Leeds isn't a terrible fixture. It could easily be 1 or 2-0 to Liverpool. 
Then they have away to Spurs, away to Man City. Not ideal, but they're, they're okay, right? Home to Middlesbrough, home, away to Blackburn, home to Villa, away to Newcastle, home to Bradford. The green just keeps going. Um, and even towards the end of the season, there's a little period where it goes a little bit iffy, but then they finish the season with home to Leicester, home to Watford in between, away to, uh, and away to Man United in between there. So some decent fixtures at the end. <clears throat> That's way too long to plan in Champman for me. So if we bring it right back, you know, the next four games are pretty decent. So I think Hippia is a standout option. You know, clean sheets, penalties, he's definitely a standout pick. Kirkland, if you haven't got him, is an obvious one. And then outside that, it's a bit tricky. Um, Partridge, I really like. 5.5 million set pieces, wing spot. Not totally nailed, but not many people are in champ, to be honest. Under that price, you can kind of take it. Um, I think he could do really well over this run, and he should be an option that people are looking at. I think if you compare... I mean, Gronkia has got some nice, nice games at the moment. It's kind of annoying because it's like the games aren't terrible enough for Gronkia to really say we're going to remove him. But I think uh, later on, I think it's from like 26, Middlesbrough's runs are awful. It's like home to Man United, home to Chelsea. Yes, they're home games, but obviously Middlesbrough aren't, aren't as good as those teams. Away to Liverpool, that's a terrible run of three. So maybe that's when you... Have I got that right? I have got that right. Um, you can move on. <clears throat> if you've got Fowler in your team... Uh, we have the leak that Lippmann plays. I wouldn't go and buy Lippmann. I think even the fact that you know he plays, he can come off early. Don't think it's a particularly great option. Uh, Fowler probably starts because he's fit. I think Eski and Owen are like orange, so they could do. But, yeah, the message here would be you don't buy Fowler. If you've got him, you've got to start him and hope he plays, haven't you? You've bought him for not just last week away for Watford, I think, probably because this not nice run. Uh, and just see what happens. If he doesn't play... You know, you're just going to have to move on, unfortunately. And that's part of the reason I didn't go there in the end. It was the headache of knowing, not knowing the next week what would happen with him. So, had I known, actually, that I think Heskey's actually a lot lower condition than I expected him to be for this week. I think he was expected to be back this week, unless I got that wrong. So um, I may have actually gone there if I'd have known that he'd, he'd play the two. So I still think he's an all right option. It's just I have to hope the AI doesn't flog Owen. Um, when Owen's back, obviously that run... He's like an the ultimate differential, really, isn't he? Because that Liverpool run goes on for a long time. You could get Owen and he's your premium striker. Everyone knows the risks there around the injury, but he actually can return the goodies if he's if he's playing. So it's one to look out for, I guess, if you're willing to take that risk to be different. Home to home to no Man City. Our home to Watford away to Norwich. Arguably the standout fixture of the week, really, alongside Leeds for Man City. Um, obviously, one chops a great pick. Virtually anyone in the defence should be fine. Um, in midfield people have been unlucky with the Svensson injury I think if you're going longer term I think it just makes sense to not spend that much money in midfield and you go right probably takes corners off of Svensson um, so adds to his appeal a little bit he could end up on the wing because of other injuries they've got um, so yeah I think right is probably just the best pick if you want to go for a Man City option um, in terms of long term which is what I've been trying to do a little bit with my transfers sort of plan two or three weeks and not, not do it just for one and it's been working out okay maybe some luck involved there though of course Tiato is um, the better pick in an individual week I think just because he's on penalties obviously goals are worth more than assists um, you know almost double so I think he's got more chance to actually score even though Wright scored more this season it doesn't really mean anything to me he's not on the wing he's in centre midfield but we know the Man City centre midfielders actually score goals Flickoff and Wright score quite often um, 
So you could argue that the, in the Man City setup, for whatever reason, the centre midfielders are actually pretty decent at scoring goals, and therefore Tiato on penalties, you know, some takes some free kicks. He can actually still get the corners. It's not guaranteed it goes to right. You know, he's more expensive for a reason. He usually does pretty damn good. Um, home to Watford. If there's any, if there's any midfielder this week who could just get a monster haul, you'd, you'd have him right up there, right? And I think Makoku's data has got him right up there again. Um, so yeah, for me, he is a, definitely a good pick. Um, longer term, though, I'm not sure he's worth the money, just because I'm, I'm skeptical about midfielders overall. Um, but yeah, that's one for you guys to decide. Uh, Manchester United are a little bit of a write-off for me at the moment. I think their players are just either too expensive, fixtures aren't particularly good enough. Away to Aston Villa, not good enough fixture for me to target. Home to Newcastle's fine, like that's usually a pretty decent fixture for them. And then they've got a blank though, and then home to Bra- um, Blackburn. So it's all right, but they had they didn't have if they didn't have the blank. They'd be more appealing. After that, they've got doubles and stuff, and they're obviously just the best team. So I think they're good, but I think you can avoid up until. Probably after the blank, right? Home to home to Blackburn, you can start looking to bring them in. But they're Man United, so I've got Ekiog. I've no no real desire to remove any of them. Although I've been looking at Chelsea's two compared to Man United's two games, and there's an argument to maybe move Ekiog for Hippier or something instead, and keep Chelsea for two, as they both blank in 24. Both got a home fixture after it. It's not cut and dry. Um, you know, the argument to keep Man United would be to just make sure you're not on the treble Chelsea, which I don't know if that really is an argument. <clears throat> yeah, um, no, I don't think anyone's buying them at the moment particularly. Let's look at Middlesbrough. Home to Arsenal. I think that's actually an alright game. Like, I don't think I have to sell that to people now. Middlesbrough are decent at home. Arsenal aren't particularly good away from home. I know it's red on the ticker. I'll, yeah, I think if you're picking an ultimate free hit team, there's too many other good teams that you probably wouldn't pick too many Middlesbrough, but it is a fine game. I don't think anyone needs to panic, sell or move. I'm sat on two free transfers, so I could move Ricard for Larson, like I've said. And I would only really do that because I've got the two free transfers and I, I wouldn't don't have many other options that I'd want to pick just because I think that Larson is a better pick than Ricard this week. But there's not much in it. So if I was to do the Hippier move, bring in Hippier for one of my defenders instead or get Partridge in midfield... Um, or maybe get a third Leeds. You know, I could you know, outside last night, so get a Boya. You know, there are there, there's lots of options, and I don't think you need to panic sell Borough just because other people might be. Set. You might see people selling the Borough assets to get some of these better options, but I don't think that means you need to panic and do it yourself. Away to Bradford and away to Watford are the next two games, and away to Leicester. So three aways, not ideal, but they are three decent away sides, uh, away games, aren't they? So. Again, I don't think there's a massive need or a massive panic to sell them there. Ricard and Gronke are just people you can just kind of leave in, um, and they do fine along with Atherton. So there's there's wiggle, there's wiggle room there for sure. But I think using transfers on players like that when they have got all right games to then only come and then bring them back in later on because your play, alternative player probably failed is not the best use of transfers. So I'd be inclined just to keep them. <clears throat> Uh, Newcastle obviously got a great game this week home to Bradford Shearer's going to be one of the top players to bring in but their run after that is awful three away games away Man United away Everton away Arsenal it's shocking after that from 26 I think they're very appealing again home to Leicester home to Watford away to Norwich that's great so I think if you can avoid Newcastle this week and just you know say you haven't got Shearer or anything like that I think just avoiding in general is pretty good rather than bringing him in for Bradford to then probably have to remove him three away. That doesn't strike me as a good return. 
unless he's hitting like four goals or a hat-trick versus Bradford, which he's obviously capable of. I think the time to go for, for Newcastle is really 26. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be praying my mate Alan doesn't do anything, but he's certainly a very good option on free here. Um, yeah, I kind of st- I still like Stephen Hughes. I still think he's the better option of all them. Dyer's playing well at the moment. Um, Seth Johnson's fine on the wing as well, but Lee Hughes, just Lee Hughes, Stephen Hughes still actually has a lot of the set pieces and is just generally really good over sim data over seasons. So I'd still be inclined to go there if, if you wanted to pick a midfielder. Norwich, hard avoid, no point discussing. Terrible games, not good options particularly. March and even, even if he's playing up front, I think away to Leeds is bad, but then home to City, home to Liverpool, home to Spurs is three home games, but they're reasonably tough. So you could maybe get away with holding March and through that, that run, but considering his price and the other options, like you know um, Partridge and stuff over that run, then there's not really much of a comparison to me. Um, Sunderland, yeah, they've they've got all right games, but then they've got the blank. Um, I think you can hold uh, you can hold Libra. They've obviously signed Kitson. We have no idea whether he's going to play or not. Uh, might he might even play this week, and people might say, "Well, that's Libra done," but it could just be a new new signing rep, and then he disappears. So because of just the uncertainty, I wouldn't be bringing any of their players in, and because they're blank, I think that's fine to avoid. I think after the blank, they're home to Coventry, which is decent, but then, and they have got a double, so you could look at them. Fixtures are a bit of a mixed bag. Spurs definitely avoid. Home to Sunderland's all right. Away to Leeds, terrible blank. That's that's not appealing at all. No need to even talk about them for me. And finally, Watford. Um, yeah, they're away to City, home to Middlesbrough, home to Coventry, home to Villa. So they're not green on the ticker because Watford are terrible, but we know Watford just score goals. Um, I wouldn't be looking at them this week, but I do really like Petkov from 23, just for those three home games of home to Borough, home to Coventry, home to Villa. We know he takes penalties as well. Um, majority of set pieces, depending who's on the pitch. Yeah, pitcher, if he's on, for example. Um, but I think that's a really nice nice run from 23. So him and Pedersen from 23 are quite differential midfielders that none of the, the top teams will own, I don't think, at the moment. But from that point... One of them might, you know, people might go one or the other. Having both of them might be a nice differential. I think that's the main place to differentiate your team. I think the strikers in general, you're looking at, you know, the Leeds, Man United, one shot Rickards. There's quite obvious strikers, maybe Benjamin. There's not too many others at the moment that are sort of rearing their heads. Shearer, maybe. There's a few spots you can you can move around, maybe. And then defence, you've obviously got the likes of Man United, you've got Chelsea, you've got Hippier, you've got Gardner. There's not and then you've got the Leeds boys there's not massive differentiation there whereas in midfield it's almost like a playground like you can pick your punts there you just have to expect that they're not always going to work but because midfielders are a bit up and down but I think if you're getting a a midfielder on set pieces and penalties for three home games you've got to be disappointed if they don't return something you're increasing your odds of getting something from that midfielder I think so yeah decent option for me okay how long have I been recording 27 minutes Christ Okay, I've got to get to work now. I'm literally sat in the car park, ready to go in. So, hope you enjoyed that. Um, probably forgot stuff because I just winged it. Uh, any other topics, any other discussions that you want me to cover or just ask me about, just DM me or speak to me on Discord. I'll catch you on the next one, guys. Thanks for listening.